Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Michael Murphy. Michael catalyzed his leadership experience in Australia, initially as executive pastor of Hillsong Church for 12 years, and then senior pastor of Charlive Church in South Sydney for another 18 years, along with his wife, Valerie. Now he leads Leaderscape, an initiative to equip, train, and empower pastors and ministry leaders to take their organizations to the next level. In this episode, we'll talk about Michael's new book, Accelerate, a prophetic practical blueprint to double your church. We'll touch on gaining momentum, getting unstuck, the keys to systems and spirit, as well as keys to truly multiplying disciples and disciple makers. So lean in leaders and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another Avail podcast where we dig deep. We talk about the art of leadership. We have amazing leaders here, everybody. My name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, a.k.a. Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. We are one church, two languages. I'm your host for the Avail podcast. We have amazing guests every single week. And today, we do not disappoint everybody, none other than Pastor Michael Murphy. I'm a big fan. Many of you probably are as well. Pastor Michael, it's good to have you on the Avail podcast. How are you feeling? Honored to be with you. I'm really so looking forward to this conversation. I am excited. I think our Avail audience is in for a treat here today with you. Before we jump into the conversation about your new book, which I'm really excited about, Accelerate, uh, why don't you share with those who are leaning in and getting to know you, Pastor Michael, a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, as we were just chatting before, we got a lot of mutual friends, so <laughs> I kind of uh, kind of feel almost family. We've uh, we there's about four or five yeah. different people that it's like what this is a small <laughs> world, right? Um, so, from a family point of view, uh, I was brought up a the eldest son uh, of seven kids in a cat, Roman Catholic family because mm-hmm. it had to be, didn't it? Uh, and uh, but I really didn't know Jesus and went quite wild mm-hmm. after some. Uh, somewhat challenging situations. I was uh, sexually abused by a mm. male uh, connected to the Catholic Church, not mm. a priest, uh, at 14. And that catapulted me on a journey uh, of, of really discovering my sexuality, mm. uh, which, which I hate to say hurt a lot of people in the process, ended up landing me and my girlfriend at the time with a teenage pregnancy. Um, uh, we were going to get married. It fell badly mm. apart. Um, her parents wanted to get her as far away from me as possible. And to be honest, I would have done exactly the same. <laughs> I really would mm-hmm. back then. Right. And, uh, and then I, I, I just wiped myself mm. out really for a couple of years and then walked into a service. Um, there was a young handlebar mustache, ponytailed Brian Houston. <laughs> um, and I don't know why my voice has gone all of a sudden gravelly, <laughs> uh, but he was preaching at the time. I came to Christ, radical wow. conversion. I grabbed his coattails, and my wife and I really were part of the launch team of what became Hillsong, Hills Christian Life Center back then. I owe a lot to those early years and to Brian's leadership back in the day. Man, man I love, I love to hear the story behind the man. Right, uh, uh, I've had the privilege of kind of seeing uh, you, Pastor Michael, on in various you know platforms and areas, especially with having to do with church leadership. Uh, and and I didn't know a lot of the story, so I really appreciate you sharing that. I want to I want to transition into and focus on your new book. Um, it's going to be I think it's going to be a blessing in a lot of 
pastors and ministry leaders hands. Uh, and the book is it, the title is XLR eight, which if you say it all together, it's accelerate uh, a prophetic and practical blueprint to double your church. Now you already got my attention. Can you unpack a little bit the heart behind this book? Yeah, 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 yeah. I look at at the at the title. There might be some go roll their eyes. <laughs> you know, it's like oh man, just another uh, chintzy church growth kind of deal. Um, it's truly a, a trophy okay. horse. Uh, I, I I knew pastors would not so much read it. You know, we all we all we all want to get unstuck. Uh-huh. And 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 Barner and others, the stats are that there's between sixty and eighty percent of churches, uh, particularly post COVID, are either flatlined or going back the uh, right. wrong direction. And and there's a lot of broken hearted pastors, mm-hmm. quite frankly. We've done, gosh, something like ten thousand hours now with lead pastors and their teams. Uh, and and accelerate is really the the convergence of a lot of our learnings through mm-hmm. that process. I said. I said the title is a bit of a Trojan horse because what I really honestly want to do, and the reason we wrote the book, I want to help uh, as as much as we can help to um, assist pastors to become the disciple-making pastors that they dream of mm. becoming. You know, if you ask any pastor, do you, do you want to make more disciples? You know, it would be a pretty rough pastor that goes, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good. We all have that passion. but in my in my experience, there's a lot more being said about disciple making than actually practiced effectively. I love that. I love that. And, and you know, it's funny. It's funny because even this year at our church here in South Florida Vertical Church, we've really been wrestling with that concept of what does it mean to be a disciple and what does it mean to be a disciple maker. And and I love I love what you're doing here because you're, you're you're grabbing attention with hey double your church. Yeah, yeah, okay. What's what's you know we've heard this before, but really ultimately the the idea is not just to come up with strategies to say there's more people here. It's to actually build the kingdom. It's actually to multiply disciples. Uh, yeah. I, I, you yeah. know, you know, I, I was, I'm looking at the table of contents of the book, right? Which kind of, you kind of start with, start off your engines, right? And the first kind of thing that you deal with is fix your nets. Um, yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about, cause there's an illustration there that I, I can visual there. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, one, one, of the, one of the prevailing motives through the book is, is Formula One. Uh, so apologies to the ladies. It's a little bit, um, a little bit uh, you know, testosterone uh, focused. Um, but uh, but, but the, the idea of that is that momentum is something that we all mm-hmm. seek. And, uh, and, and the momentum of a, a Formula One car uh, in, in terms of the impetus that happens mm-hmm. Uh, the fine tuning, the pit crew. There's a number of analogies that we're we're using there. One of the things that I think that is an age old question mm-hmm. is is what's up to God and what's up to me? What's His responsibility? And what's ours? I mean, the, the the theologians have been debating that for years, um, and I, I, I fear sometimes coming, particularly where we're at right now in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear a lot of uh, believe in God for revival and awakening. And God knows we need an awakening of the spirit of God. So uh, you, you're never going to get me to cry that right. down. But I fear sometimes that that cry for revival, if we're not careful, can be an excuse to abdicate our own responsibility to make disciples. Je- Jesus, Jesus said he built his church, mm-hmm. but don't put a period there. 
he said he built his church, but he never promised to make one disciple. That's our mm. job. And so he he's not limiting what he pours out. God is not going, we'll give him a bit of a measure today, Gabriel. What do you reckon? He got, God's heart is that none should mm. perish. And so the problem's not him, but 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 he'll only pour out to the degree of the capacity that we give him. Two, two examples in the in the Old Testament where uh, the book of Exodus, where he said, hey, there's hornets in the land. There's enemies. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wipe them out all at once. He said a little phrase, which we honestly hate as pastors. <laughs> little, little by little. No, God, before lunchtime tomorrow. That's what I want. <laughs> but he said, because if I wipe them out all at once, you'd be overwhelmed. So according, basically it says, according to your increase, I will wipe out more enemies. So God's not limited in his capacity to wipe out obstacles, but he's actually waiting for our capacity. Uh, Luke picks that up, that same theme up in, uh, in, in the narrative in Luke 5, where he's talking about um, the, the mm-hmm. fishermen who cast their nets on the other side, uh, as if that makes a difference. Um, they were like, you know, very patient with, with Jesus, who wasn't a fisherman, yeah. uh, like, you know, okay, Jesus, we've been fishing all night. Um, but nevertheless, at your word, we're going to let down the nets. Well, either either heaven had a math problem that day. <laughs> heaven, heaven flunked math that day or God was making a point. Here's what I mean. God knew exactly the capacity of that net. He, he, could, he, could, have, he could have told you, told you the cubic footage of that net or the cubic, cubic meterage mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. in our part of the world. But he poured fish in that caused the nets to break. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. God, just do the math again. A bit of calculus would help right mm-hmm. there. No, 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 no. He, he knew exactly what was going on. He said, I'm not limited in the catch I can bring. I'm only limited in the net that you provide. Right. And so the capacity of the nets is intimately connected to the dimension of the outpouring of what God does. And so fixing your nets uh, is 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 a is a is a pitch is a cry is a burden to say can we really diligently engage the nets that we have from the moment someone comes in from the moment someone connects with one of the people of God in our church uh, to the point that they are in a group uh, and frankly I don't know how you could ever disciple anyone without a a strong net yeah. of of small smaller contexts. Um, so that's a bit of the background of the fix the next. I love it. I love that illustration. I think, I think it's clear. Um, you know, you're touching on something that's interesting and, and, uh, um, the reality is there is no limitation to the catch that God could and wants to bring to any given church or ministry, um, in any region, in any city, in any, any country. However, it's not an issue of his limitation. It's an issue of our nets. Man, what practically speaking, what have you noticed in all your years of ministry that that are broken nets, so to speak? What, what what have you noticed, Pastor Michael, that that are reasons why some churches are kind of stuck? Yeah, I mean, it comes back to a a conviction. First of all, uh, it's actually not about. I mean, you know, Accelerate has got handles all yeah. through it to put handles on every single stage of the disciple making process, including benchmark uh, leading indicators and so forth. Um, but I think the philosophy, what, what is ministry to you? If, if ministry 
is not a uh, a if you don't if you don't really bleed. My passion in life is to make Jesus' last command my first priority. Then you're going to find what you think are easier routes to get to success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those is the Sunday centric model. Mm-hmm. Um, having a, a Hills song kind of background and working with many uh, mega churches, you're never going to get me to criticize doing as well as you possibly can with what God's given you, like a spirit of excellence right. in, in, in how we present the gospel on a weekend. Mm-hmm. But the trouble is that many of us are so fixated on that, 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 that all the energy goes there. Uh, I, I tease pastors sometimes and say, um, your, your, your welcome team is more important than your worship team. I say, imagine if your worship pastor, you rocked up on Sunday morning and they were sitting on the edge of the platform with a, with a, with a fire, you know, a, a guitar, a uh-huh. couple of strings broken, no one else around, just, just a little, a little, you know, uh, fluoro light on them. And, and what, what the heck are you doing? Well, well, our pastor, you know, we weren't able to get people uh, to, well, it's going to be good. We'll just do an unplugged set this morning. You know, you, you'll love it. You'll love it. Every pastor can feel this right now. You're boiling if that were, if that were you. And obviously, you'd never let it happen. And yet, we, we, we undervalue yeah. the, the receiving of God's guests. That's a really important notion. Um, imagine if on a Sunday morning, uh, Jesus himself rocked up in person in a pair of, say, Levi 501s and a white T-shirt and some dreadies. And he had Bob and Jan with him. And he says, hey, could you just look after Bob and Jan? I, I brought them to you today. What, what sort of service do you reckon Bob and Jan are going to get that day? Mm-hmm. The kind of service that every single guest yep. deserves because every one of them is being brought by Jesus. So we start with the premise that if anyone is within the oikos or the orbit of one of your people, you can be rest assured that heaven's been active in their lives. And so we do need to roll the red carpet and almost get pedantic about how we receive people, how we train people to engage them with their testimony, how we get them into a small uh, you know, setting, growth track, thrive, next steps, mm-hmm. and then ultimately into a group. Um, the goal is not the group, though. The goal's disciple making through the group. Yeah, that's so good. I, I think, um, you know, you, you find the two extremes, right? You find the people that are so systematic and so, you know, calculated that yeah. Yeah. there's little room maybe for like what the Holy Spirit wants to do, right? And then you find the other side that they criticize any kind of strategy or system because it, you know, I, yeah. I find that sometimes yeah. there's a tension there, maybe depending on where you grew up, what kind of uh, up, upbringing Absolutely. you have. Yeah. How can you bring... Yeah, for, for kind of for those two sides, right? Um, how can you bring a little bit of 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 clarity and maybe uh, explain why it's important, Pastor yeah. Michael, to have both? I mean, we need to have systems and structure. Oh, great yeah, question. Yeah. Great question. Uh, basically, the dichotomy is heresy. Hmm. When you separate those two, which God never did, God actually is a God of patterns, in exquisitely so. When he, wants, when he wanted to get close to his kids, he said to Moses, he said, hey, Mo, can you build me a tent? I want to hang out with my kids. Moses is up on the mountain. There's lightning. There's thunder. Unmistakably full of the presence of God. What's God doing? Apart from the Ten Commandments, God is downloading yeah. to Moses in the presence, the pattern for the tabernacle. It's not, not two things. There's an intimacy of those two together. David, the same. When God gave Dave... David, the mm-hmm. plans, 
He thought he was going to be the one to build. Obviously, Solomon was. The plans for all that he had, the scripture says in Chronicles, were by the Spirit. Mm. So let's get let's let's put paid to this idea that it's either we're 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 super spiro and it's all all about God and the spirit and presence. I'm a Holy Spirit mm-hmm. man. I love the move of the Spirit yeah. of God. God is a God of miracles today. I'm sorry if that offends anyone's theology, but I, I've seen too much to deny yeah. the reality of God's work to, word today. Um, but 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 to think that it's all that. Mm-hmm. That's just not true. Right. God, God doesn't even think it's all about that. The reason he sent the Holy Spirit is to partner with us to make disciples. And the only way to scale, you know, I sometimes hear the word, you know, we're into organic discipleship. And though the heart of that is good, I'd say piffle. I'd say <laughs> it's not going right. to happen. People are busy. We need to put some structure around it. And the question I ask pastors pretty much most weeks is where is discipleship happening in a church that's intentional and scalable? Yeah. And they'll, they'll typically share an anecdote. I say, ah, oh, man, I wish you could meet Reg. Reg's an awesome discipler. Here's a bunch of, bunch of guys. We call them blokes in Australia. A bunch of guys over his church Saturday morning, and they study the, oh, Reg is great. But like Reg is discipling six men mm-hmm. out of 500 in the life of your church. And so sometimes we're addicted to anecdote like Reg's because we're allergic to empirics. We're allergic to really count what counts. We're allergic mm. to really, uh, uh, really enumerate what, 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 what metrics really do matter, particularly in the leading area. Chaos. Many are opposed to it, but the best of leaders realize that this is one of their most powerful leadership tools. Introducing leadership expert and renowned author Sam Chan's newest book, How Leaders Create Chaos and Why They Should. In this groundbreaking new book, Sam Chan shares decades of his leadership wisdom with readers and equips them with a new understanding of why the best leaders create chaos. Discover powerful leadership strategies and uncover practical insights that will revolutionize the way you lead and think. From organizational best practices to how to build up the perfect team, this book will empower you in every area of your leadership. Invest in yourself and dive into Sam Chan's newest book by visiting samchandchaosbook.com. Yeah, that's good. You know, I love what you're sharing because, man, I just find personally, I find that ministries that are really making an impact care about both. They care about the spirit, you know, and the presence of God, but they also care about 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 um, systems and structures that work, that produce the vision yeah. and the mission. Um, you yeah. know, one of the words that I've heard you say often, and I think is at the heart of, 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 of everything that you're kind of spearheading is the word multiplication. Um, can you, can yeah. you just share and unpack a little bit your heart? What does multiplication mean? What, 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 you know, are we after just, you know, the numbers? Are we like, what is it that we want to see multiplied? Man, I'm loving this. <laughs> Um, gosh, God is intrinsically a multiplication God. Like, like his whole, like the fact that you and I are sitting there, you, Virgil Sierra started out as a, as a, as, as one, and then a multiplying Come cell. On. Look at you, <laughs> handsome, Hispanic dude, man, you, gosh, your wife is so blessed, you, dude. Now, but that all happened through cell multiplication, right? Mm-hmm. right? And so you go way back 
into, into the garden, God said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. Well, if that was the last time he said it, it would still be important. But he repeated that same command every to every one of the, the patriarchs, mm-hmm. to David, right through um, Jesus came uh, as God with us, and he was there to raise up disciples. Jesus never built an organization. Mm-hmm. He was an ideological leader. He raised up a bunch of people with the multiplication spirit in them. And then, of course, he sent the Holy Spirit in order that the church multiplies. In the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, verse 42 or something like that, Peter had a good day at the office. He saw 3,000 men alone came to Christ. And then mysteriously, we see those people put into small groups. I don't believe that that was an automatic thing. I don't believe that they Mm -hmm. walked along as a trance. Someone organized that. Someone got that together. Mm. Um, If you go through to Acts chapter 2, 47, the Bible says, they were that, that, that those that came and were became part of them joined the church. Well, that's an upgrade. Right. And then off chapter 5, 14, they were increasingly added. So that says that the individual believers start and disciples started to get something. I, I believe, honestly, where heaven started to celebrate is at Acts chapter 6, verse 1, where it says the disciples started to multiply. If heaven has champagne, non-alcoholic <laughs> or alcoholic, depending on your, your uh-huh. jam, uh, I reckon, I reckon the cor- the corks popped off right there, be- because it's like that's what it was all about. That's where we were headed with this thing all along, not just God with me, but Christ in me, with that multiplication spirit. I love that. I love that. I'm ta- I'm like downloading. I'm taking notes as you're talking here, Pastor Michael. I know everybody. <laughs> everybody. The, the the beauty of a podcast is you can rewind and re-listen, or even rewind the video and rewatch. Um, this is this is leadership gold. This is ministry gold. Um, I had a thought, and I thought you might speak into it. And and, and by the way, uh, your book Accelerate, man, this is this book's going to help so many people. Uh, this is your passion. I hope so. I really yeah, this is it. your passion. This is what you've been doing for so many years. And 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 what I what I perceive in my spirit with you is just a desire to help. You want to help pastors. You want to help leaders. Here's a here's a question. A lot of times you see. You kind of see where things meet, right? Here's my question. Where do discipleship and leadership connect, right? Because there's there's a reality that there may be people that have leadership skills but aren't necessarily disciples of Jesus Christ. And then there's yeah. disciples, followers of Jesus, yeah. believers in Jesus, yeah. but but they, they haven't yeah. tapped into the reality of of kind of leadership, because I think multiplication is somewhere in there connected to that. Can you talk about yeah, that? That's a great question. It's a great question. So if you look at the book of Acts, uh, let's go back to the book. The book of Acts is Acts chapter two and three is really about fellowship. It's about, and not just in, you know, hey, it's so good to be together, <laughs> but but really caring, that coin yeah. in there, that real gut level. We love each other. We share things in common. That's fellowship. So really, our first goal for people in the local church, whether people have shared Christ with them and led them to Christ individually, which is which is God's mandate for every believer, or whether it's someone says, oh, that's a big call for me, I'll just bring someone under the sound of the gospel. Our pastor, Pastor Virgil, man, he's a he's the mm. bomb with the word, and he's going to bring the truth of the gospel, and, and they'll come to Christ mm. in that way. Uh, I'm not fussed, but go, go, and, go and tell. And come and see, they're both biblical mm-hmm. models. You know, someone's here, uh, come and see. It's like, oh, we don't want to be about organized church. Why, why not? 
better than be, you know, like you hear about people saying, well, you know, you're just an attractional church. I, I prefer to be an attractional church than a repulsing church, <laughs> just saying. Um, so, so that's fellowship. And then, and then Acts chapter 9, jumping ahead, looks at leadership. All right. So if you've got a, a triangle, looks at leadership where they genuinely would, were, were multiplying. They were planting churches. And, but, but it's Acts chapter 5 and 6, discipleship, that is the missing mm. link. Most of our leadership issues in church life are not leadership issues. They're discipleship issues. The, the, the fact that people have not been grounded in Christ. And it's not just, so, so in answer to the original question, discipleship is the mandate of, of, of the gospel mm-hmm. of the kingdom of God. Like I said, what Jesus, it was his very last thing that he said be, before he went mm-hmm. up. Uh, go make disciples of yeah. all nations, teaching them. Leadership, which I believe is a thoroughly biblical mandate, it, it makes me so um, frustrated sometimes where where pastors have been emasculated and feel like, oh, I just, you know, I, I, I love the word kind, but I've come to hate the word nice. I, I think we're way too nice. We, we, the, the challenge, we, we've only got one, we've got one shot at this. You know, uh, Hamilton, I'm not, I'm not throwing away my shot. Man, we've got one shot uh-huh. at this thing that, on planet Earth. And, and, and we can get to make, make disciples who are raised up as leaders. Um, so, so I think leadership adds a level of skill. Acumen. Yes. You know, things like how do you, how do you actually uh, really move people along in their discipleship journey? How do you have crucial conversations? Leaders do hard. And, 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 and when we understand that that's important. They are intimately connected. My my mm. worst leadership decisions have come out of my pathetic insecurity at mm. times, and 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 in in help in allowing God to build. And frankly, it still raises its head. Mm. I'm still pathetically insecure mm. at times, but I'm not as insecure as I used to be. God God's helped me by building wholeness into my heart, where more and more my identity comes from Him. Not yeah. always, not completely. Um, so l- discipleship is everyone's mandate. It's about building Christ on the inside. Uh, leadership is about adding some of the skill acumen uh, that Jesus demonstrated, um, how to have a hard conversation, uh, how to build a, a sense of community and, and caring, um, how, how, to, how to actually uh, <clears throat> raise leaders of leaders. Um, and, and, and so we, we deal with at Leaderscape and the, the book will deal with what's above the plimsoll mm-hmm. line, that's skill sets, and what's below the plimsoll line, that's spirituals, mm-hmm. the soul and the spirit. The, the, the skill sets are ministry skills and leadership skills. Final thought, ministry is anything you do or I do that helps people. Leadership is anything I do that helps people help people. Mm. So it's always taking someone on the journey and and helping to reproduce whatever God's put in you, the good stuff, <laughs> uh, into the lives of those that he's called us to. to I love reproduce. this. I love this. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm taking this all in, Pastor Michael. Here's here, I, wa- I want to hear your thoughts on this, right? You're such an encourager, Come on. dude. Come on. All right. So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Because I have a passion to be both. 
And I personally believe that I can be both an extraordinary disciple maker and a great, excellent leader. Can you just shoot off on the top of your head? What are, what are those top, maybe top three, top four qualities of a, of a, of a, an effective disciple maker. And then what are those top or th- three or four qualities that you have noticed and seen in the best leaders you've been around? Amazing. Um, I mean, you can, there's, there's no such thing as drive by discipleship. Okay. So, so we, we've got to, de- we've got to dedicate time and, and do life with those whom God is calling us to disciple. Okay. Um, so really that, that, that requires, uh, selflessness. Mm. Um, you know, we, and again, I find myself at times, even with my wife, we've been married 40 years. I said, I can be such a selfish coot sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, this is not about you. Yeah. Remember. So, so the well, number <laughs> one is investing time selflessly. Secondly, that, that you're not going to be able to give out what you you haven't got on the inside. Okay. So, so being full of the word of God, being full of the spirit of God, um, being fat, being led by his spirit is such an important thing. You'll teach that some stuff people will get will be what they, they, that they are taught other stuff they'll get because it's stuff they've caught yep. from you and they catch the stuff, the essence of the spirit. The third thing I think in the practical everyday uh, particularly in our Western culture, mm. things are so blurry vision, uh, so busy. Mm-hmm. They're so busy. Mm-hmm. So, and so getting into a small group, you know, Jesus rarely disciple people one-to-one. Mm-hmm. He, he did it in the context of a small yeah. group. Now, now you can quote times, ah, yeah, he had that interaction with Thomas and, and, you know, stick your hand in my side. You know, yeah, but that was, that was an exception. Mm-hmm. He, most of the discipleship, um, Jesus did with the with the Marvelettes, his motley crew, uh, and they and there was so he was discipling, but they were kind of discipling each other as well, and that's what I am I'm fanatical, I'm passionate about multiplying small groups. Uh, I, I'm the guy that that just saw a thousand decisions for Christ in the first years as, as lead mm-hmm. pastors, and hardly any of them stuck. Right. And I thought, oh, this is not going to be good, uh, and I'd celebrate hands up, prayed the prayer, man, we had 20 saved today. And uh, two thirds of the year, I said, who am I trying mm. to kid? Uh, I'm not, I'm not actually discipling people. I'm just running a, a gospel show. Um, and, and, and so number one, dedicate selfless mm-hmm. time. Number two, be full of the spirit <clears throat> and the word of God. Number three, um, actually do it in the context of a small group. Uh, and then number four, learn how to take everyone, not 10 steps, just one step. See, see, discipleship is an inside job, but as an outsider to, to everyone's inside, you, you can, I don't know what's happening in your heart right. right now. I can only gauge by the steps of obedience you are taking. So that's the reason that at Leaderscape and, and in the book Accelerate, we've articulated 21 next mm. steps. So we're, we're challenging group leaders or disciples to take people on just one of 21 next steps. I'll give you the first seven or so. If they don't have a friend, help them to get connected to someone with whom they can have a a good Christ-like bond. Number two, if they're not born again, 
help to lead them in the gospel and into relationship with Christ. Not water baptized, help them to get water baptized. Not filled with the Spirit, help them to be filled with the Spirit. If they can't pray out loud and in private, help them to learn how to pray. If they can't hear from God every day in the Word, help them to to do to, to learn how to do that. If their family's a mess, get them some help. If if they if they if they if they if they've got God on the inside, help them to be a witness. So 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 help them to know how to take people just yep. one step in maybe the ten or twelve weeks that that you have them in your in your. Ooh, I love that. So so qual- top qualities of a disciple maker: investing time selflessly in others, being full of the yes. word and spirit of God using small groups for discipleship and then learning how to take everyone just one step. We don't need to take them from A to D, uh, A to D or A to F or just A to B. All right. Quality qualities of a great leader that you've run into that you say, these are huge qualities of great, greatest leaders. Um, I I think that um, they really know who they are in Christ. Now, again, my, which, which would, which would cancel me out for probably the first uh, 12 years of my leadership out of the 30, the 30, the nearly 40 years actually next year uh, in ministry, because again, rapidly insecure. And I, and I was, I was leading probably out of a really broken spot. I was leading ambitiously, but it was actually about mm. me getting my yippies and getting my sense of, of, uh, you know, of, 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 of esteem from that, but really building solidly, in who they are in Christ. So a secure leader, that, that's, that's a, a really high uh, quality. Um, secondly, I think that, that carrying an authority in Christ, mm-hmm. carrying an authority, so security, personal security, and an authority in Christ, which means you, it's a faith issue that you really do trust that God's word is true mm-hmm. um, and that God's word uh, is able to do the thing that he said he was able to do mm-hmm. in the lives of those he desires to do it. Number three, I think you've got to be a good communicator. Now, what I'm not saying in that, you don't have to be T.D. Jakes or Stephen Furtick. Right. All right. I'm not talking about a, a, someone that can preach paint off the walls. All right. But you do need to have a clarity of communication. Um, you've got to you've got to share vision, even breaking it down to a one to one level. If I'm if I'm discipling you, Virgil, and maybe maybe you know bad example, but may, maybe you don't know what you're capable right. of, and I, so I'm going to say I'm going to say, Virgil, here's what I see over your life, man. I can I can see you raising up a whole lot of men, helping families. I can I can see you. I can see people smiling from ear to ear as they've been in your presence, as you lay hands mm. on them. They walk away with the joy and a confidence in Christ they didn't have before. Now, if you're on the other side of that, you go, huh, yeah. really? Can you that's that's communication. That's impartation. Yeah. Um in terms of communication, the three eyes that uh-huh. I've learned are always inspire, always impart, and always instruct. So I'm inspiring you to a bigger horizon. I'm imparting that that is your portion. You can do this. And I'm instructing you to say, here's what <laughs> I need. You, here's what you need to do next. <laughs> I like that. Um, I, I used to be a good inspirer. I'd, I'd inspire everyone all the way to frustration because <laughs> I wouldn't actually impart that they could do it uh, or even less instruct what they need. 
Um, so there's a couple I love of it. I love personal security. Greatest leaders have personal security. They have authority in Christ and they're good communicators, yeah. not just necessarily to the masses, but even personally yeah. with those three, those three eyes of communication, inspire, impart, instruct, man. Pastor Michael, I could be here another hour. We're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to do another podcast. We have to do another episode and do a part two because because uh, there's a lot more I want to. Man, you're a sucker for punishment. You're a sucker for punishment, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Here's what I want to do. I want to point our avail audience to where they can where they can get the book Accelerate because this is gonna this is hot off the press, everybody. It's coming out December 2023 and it's gonna be fresh all throughout 2024. Uh, for for them to get the book and then also where can they connect with you know, with leaderscape and all of that. Sure. Oh, I, it, quite easily. Um, Acceleratebook.com. X-L-R-8book.com. That'll, <clears throat> that'll, that'll allow them to get a hold of the book. Um, uh, not, you know, r- reading's important, but I get it. Not <laughs> everyone's a, a really passionate reader. Some are, are, are auditory. Right. Uh, others are visual learners. And so there's an opportunity in there, um, Pastor Virgil, for, for them to get um, nine studio-produced masterclasses that sit right alongside nice. the book. Um, and, uh, and there's a study guide available as well, um, or even the audio book. Uh, I, was, I was down in the Avail Studios the other day uh, recording the audio book, and uh, I'm excited about them getting yeah. that. So, so accelerate.com. That's good. If you're a lead pastor and you say, look, uh, I'd really, I'd like to hear some more. Um, we we're blessed right now. We've got 10 outstanding coaches at lead escape. I've got a head coach um, who would love to, uh, you know, jump on a call to say, how can I make sense of this? Let's say you got the book and you, and you go, Oh gosh, this seems so overwhelming. We do step you through it one by one, step by step. But but what he'd love to do is to have maybe 30, 40 minutes where you can unpack your specific needs, give you a little plan and say, come on, let's get them. Let's go get them. So you can catch us on The Lead Escape, The Lead Escape, T-H-E-L-E-A-D-E-R-S-C-A-P.com, theleadescape.com. Um, and uh, we're here for you. We we love, 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 love uh, lead pastors. You are heroes. Anything we can do um, is not That's enough. so good. So you guys heard it uh, for Michael Murphy's new book, xlr8book.com. And you can see all the the additional bonuses if you if you want to opt for them, which is the uh, the the class, the video courses that goes along with the book, the study guide, all that. All those are there. Also theleaderscape.com if you want some more follow-up and see what they offer. Uh, I think this is going to bless you, your leadership, your ministry, your church. Uh, and also, I'm sure you could, they can find you on social media too, right, Pastor Michael? Yeah, Michael R. Murphy and and Michael R. Murphy on Insta. Look, Michael R. Murphy. Go ahead. Let, let me just say real quick. Uh, we, I honestly want to get this in the hands of every single, particularly lead pastor. Mm. If you go, gosh, I want it, but I can't afford it. Pay whatever you want to. <clears throat> just, just change it. I, I hope I don't get into trouble this for the Vale crew, but <laughs> just, just put your dollar, put a dollar in there. Give us some, kick us, kick us some, some money to, to get the thing to you, postage and handling, um, and you can have it. We, we I just, I, I, re, we honestly do want to help. Yeah. 
And uh, and so um, acceleratebook.com, you can get to. I love your heart, Pastor Michael. It's a heart to help, a heart to serve. And, and uh, from the years of ministry that you've, the experience you've had, uh, there's just a wealth that God has placed in you. And I think this is a season where, where you're pouring out a lot for, for the benefit of the kingdom. I, I want to mention to everybody also, uh, if you guys are listening or watching and you don't have yet, you're not subscribing, there he is. There's Michael Murphy on one of the uh, uh, recent Avail uh, Journal covers. The Avail Journal, everybody, it comes out quarterly. Uh, it Amazing. is awesome. We can see here. We can see here the man, the myth, the legend. There he is, XLR8, <laughs> Michael Murphy. <laughs> That's Daniel Ricardo's. That's that's Daniel Ricardo's car. Uh -huh. It was it's in a Perth museum. I mean, he's not he's not in the museum. He's he's making a comeback <laughs> right now. Um, uh, but you know the, the uh, Martin's buddy, the Stappen, he's he's just blitzing everything. But Ricardo, the Aussie <laughs> from Western Australia, he's not finished. Yet. I like it. Hey, <laughs> if you're watching or listening and you haven't subscribed yet, go to availjournal.com. You can subscribe for our free trial subscription. We want to give it on on our on our cost, cost our watch. We are like Michael Murphy. We are generous. We want to bless you. We want to encourage you. Uh, do our free trial subscription. Availjournal.com. It's good to have great resources. I think. The Avail Journal is one of the best Christian yeah. leadership magazines out there right now. And here's Michael Murphy on the cover of one of the latest ones. You got to get it. You got to get it. Pastor Michael, man, this has been awesome. I'd love for you to leave a final thought or encouragement or or um, uh, prayer, whatever you want to leave right now on our leaders' hearts. Um, thank you so much. Uh, and thanks for this time. It's been real fun. Um, I just, I just want to say to you as a pastor, and I get it you know, particularly the season we've been through, it can be so, so taxing. Um, you, you, some of you are working, working your butts off and you're just like, oh gosh, it just seems we're throwing everything at it. Can, can I just say to you, um, you may be, may be closer than you think. You, you, you've got so many things that are already in place and, uh, and, and, and whether it's the book or, or someone, get someone alongside you, not us necessarily, but anyone. To, to, to try and be outside eyes and say, hang on a minute, you got this. We just need to link those together. You may be closer than you think to being the disciple-making pastor, genuinely kicking into multiplication uh, that you always wanted to be. Let me, let me pray for you and, and, uh, um, and bless you as, as we head out from this, uh, this time together. Father, I just thank you for all of my pastor friends men and women of God that, 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 that had a moment, had several moments called by you, some racked with tears, some leapt with excitement on the inside. And, and, and over the years, the challenges, the, the, the assaults, the betrayals, just bit by bit, they, they caused dream leak to occur. Lord, I, I do pray for a fresh activation of the dream and the vision in every single one of their hearts. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would go to work, even in the night hour. Father, that you would renew and, and revitalize that vision on the inside. Father, I speak fresh hope into their hearts right now. God, give them supernatural provision, supernatural mm. insights as to know not just what to do, but what yes, to do Lord. next. Father, we bless them. We thank you for every single pastor and their families, their kids, their grandkids. Let your hand of blessing be upon them, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. I love it. I love it. Thank you for that prayer, Pastor Michael. Man, this has been awesome. I want to just say, uh, Pastor Michael, on behalf of the Avail team, Dr. Sam Chan, Martine Van Tilburg, everybody who's behind the scenes, we are so thankful for your life. We are honored to have you as a guest on the Avail podcast. We're proud of you and we love what God is doing. We honor you today and thank you for being with us. It's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much, Virgil. Yes, sir. Hey, everybody, you heard the website to get the book is xlr8book.com. For more on Pastor Michael's uh, crew that helps lead pastors and churches grow and go beyond is theleaderscape.com. Theleaderscape.com. Check them out on uh, social media. As always, everybody, I hope you've been encouraged today. I've been encouraged. I've taken notes. I'm already going to pour pour out some of what's been poured in on behalf of Avail. My name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical. I'm your host here on the Avail podcast, where we dig deep every week and talk about this art called leadership, doing it God's way, doing it in a way that works. I hope you've enjoyed this and hope to catch you next time right here on the Avail podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, Michael Murphy. You can find out more about Michael on social media, and you can get his book by going to xlr8book.com and find out how Michael and his team may be able to help you by going to theleaderscape.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com and make sure to claim your free trial subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail podcast.